Welcome to the For Fox Sake podcast. By the fans, for the fans. With all the news, views and discussion from two lifelong Leicester City supporters. It's your show, so get in contact. Make yourselves heard. What's your opinion? The only Leicester City podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. This is for Fox's sake. Hello and welcome to For Fox's Sake. My name is Pete Selby and this is episode 81, I think. But more it, importantly than that... It's Christmas! It's Christmas, it is. Yes. And that's Rob Hayes. Hello. Hello. Um, Merry so Christmas is, to everybody. Yes. Merry Christmas. This is the Christmas episode, episode 81. Is this our third Christmas episode now? I think so, because when we've you... Been, we've been going so long. Yeah, when you said about... Well, when I said about the music, yeah, we should... Uh, whether it was last year or the year before, we should put that on top. So, first thing, first thing... Let's have some Christmas music. There you are. That sounds better. So um, this is the Christmas episode. So it's going to be very similar to previous episodes, apart from a little bit more, a few games involved, which you can play along with at home, in the car, or wherever you're listening to the podcast. Um, Now, the first thing, what we're going to do is... uh, I've got an itinerary. I've got a list. This is a Christmas list. This is for fuck's sake first. A little bit of planning. And there's not a lot. Things we need to do. Right. Okay. One, we need to discuss the game against Man City. Yep. Two, uh, we need to figure out who's won the shirt. Oh, yeah. Yes, we've got the, the shirt Competition draw. time. Uh, and I've got a couple of games. And I think if we kind of mix them all up together, it will make for a cracking episode. Okay? Pro- probably. Probably, yeah. So, first of all, we'll discuss the Man City game. So, if you are listening to this over the Christmas period and... We've played a few games since, and, uh, and just fast forward the next like five minutes or so, because we'll, we've got to talk about Man City and what happened last night at the King Power. And well, it's just a bit disappointing all round at the end, weren't it? What my, my first question to you, and obviously, you know, I know you'll be honest and everything, but when it got to penalties, did you think Leicester were going to win? Uh, no, no, I didn't either. I really didn't. I, as soon as it went to penalties, it was like, right, you got a 50-50 chance in theory. No, I was very sceptical, not of the ability of us to score the penalties, but of maybe Hamer in goal, and, and also I, I knew that they would be good. At, well, they were good against Wolves. They, yeah. they were on penalties in the last round, and Bravo saved, I think, three. Yeah. He's, not he's a not that he, had to, he didn't have to work particularly hard in that penalty shootout, though, because Vardy hit the post of his own accord, and Maris's penalty wasn't world-class. There's a few questions really about the game. First of all, um, the lineup, and this I think this is actually the biggest point with the game. Is before the game, if you were Leicester manager, I know it's a bit of after the Lord Mayor show and all that, but should you have played or would you have played the first team, or because they've got a lot of games, they've got like four games in ten days, or, or even more than that. It's there's a lot of games on the horizon. What do you do? It's awkward that they're playing this game now, first of all. Um, I don't see any reason why it can't go on slightly longer, but they could play it in the new year or, or maybe a, a week previous or something along those lines. But did they play the right side? I have the same answer before and after the game. The answer for me is yes. They play the right team. I think so. I think we gave a very good account of ourselves. We were very competitive. We restricted Manchester City 
okay, much change, Manchester City, their B team, whatever, but it was the team that was put out in front of us. Uh, and post-match, there wasn't really uh, a lot that I look back on and that would have changed. We've spoken on the podcast before about Claude Puel maybe delaying substitutions five or ten minutes longer than we'd have liked. Uh, he didn't hang around this time. Ten minutes into the second half, on came Vardy and Mara's instant boost for Leicester. But I think, bar the goal uh, in the first half, where Iheanacho was not strong enough and then a bit petulant in not bothering to chase his man back, that was the only glaring mistake. The other one being Ben Hamer sort of sliding out the edge of his box and out of his penalty area and getting in a bit of a, uh, a bit of a tangle with Fuchs. But apart from that, Leicester acquitted themselves very well. They looked solid. They looked dangerous at times. And, and for me, that was it was the right team selection also because we'd looked very leggy against Palace. Yeah, that's the thing. We're not going to talk about the Palace game because it was a while ago now and they were absolutely awful. But we'll write it off. That was yeah, it. we'll write it off. But... The... It's interesting. For me, um, I've kind of gone between yes, it was the right team and no, it was wrong. I can understand there's two points of view. For those supporters out there who think we should have played the first team, we're in the quarterfinals of a cup competition. We can't take it lightly. You knew that Man City were going to play a weekend side. You knew that because they've got games at the weekend. Uh, they were obviously going to drop players. They've done it in previous rounds. They've got a very technically good reserves team slash group of youngsters but my point is is I hate I really hate it when teams say that they are resting players and then still put them on the bench that's not resting a player that's giving them basically the last half an hour to run around more than they would do in maybe the first hour or so I don't see what that does I really don't. And for me, it would have been nice for Leicester to go, right, what we'll do is we'll put our first team out and say to the players, look, you're probably probably going to be given, say, an hour or so. So go mad, go crazy, try and get in front, and then maybe we can try and kill the game off and, and, and shut it down by bringing on the likes of, um, you know, a Bell of the Wan or, or more defenders or, 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 or shut down the midfield. But... Play Gray, play Mares, play Vardy from the start and say, look, they're going to have a load of youngsters. We're going to go at it. First half an hour, we're going to throw more caution to the wind than maybe we would do normally against a big side like Man City or maybe against anyone at home. Really go for the game early on. And the crowd will probably understand that. And if you get caught, and if you go 2-0 down, then you go, right, OK, we'll make some changes at half-time possibly. Take off Vardy if you want to. But do it that way. Don't put them on the bench. And then bring them on when you're chasing the game. Because you're chasing the game. As it was, they got the penalty, which obviously wasn't a penalty. <laughs> Absolutely not. And they, Dive. There was so much diving in that game. Yeah, I mean, it was exciting. A friend of mine um, was was really like anti the match. He's not a Leicester fan at all, but he was um, he, he hated the match. And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? It's a, a typical cup tie. A classic English cup tie where, yes, there wasn't the greatest amount of skill on show at times, um, but there was a, an awful lot of uh, strong tackles and, yes, there was people diving all over the place, but it was a real cup tie, wasn't it? And Yeah, as, as a game, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, yes. It, it just annoys me about having players on the bench being rested when they've still got to warm up, they've still got to... 
um, prepare for the game. If you want to rest a player like Schmeichel, for instance, then do what Schmeichel did, and that's not be in the team, not be on the bench, and be sitting there with a jacket on. Well, Manchester City did that, didn't they? Look at the players that they missed out uh, completely. Aguero not there, Silva not there. Uh, lots of lots of quality. De Bruyne are not there, but they, they've got their they, they've got that luxury because they're the young players that they brought in are of a much higher quality than the players that we could bring in. That's we true. We had to put those players on the bench because there is simply nobody else other than Ahmed Musa or George Thomas or somebody like that to come and to come and fill the space. But but my argument is, if that's the case, it should be the other way round. The first team should be starting, and then you say to them, "Look, you're playing for an hour or 55 minutes." So, so when does Kalechi and Acho? When does uh, Daniel Amati? When does Alexander Dragovic get a game? They will be coming on. They will be coming. So, Iniacho will be told before the game, "Look, Vardy's coming off after 55 minutes. Hopefully, we're in front by then, and then you're coming on. So, get ready. You know you're going to be coming on." Keep an eye out on on the pitch. What's going on? Players on yellow cards. Players, yeah, you know you're coming on. If you're a substitute in a normal Premier League game, you don't know that you're going to come onto the field. But if you're told beforehand, look, because of we want to rest players, so and so is going to come off. You're going to be coming on after 55 minutes of the game. Okay, possibly at half time. You can mentally prepare yourself. You can physically prepare yourself. That's a different side of the story. I'd rather it be that way round. The first team plays straight up, try and get in front, and then make changes. The crowd will understand. If Leicester are 1-0 up in the second half, 55 minutes gone, to take off Vardy, bring on Iniacho, right? For a start, they're up, so he's going to come on really up for the game anyway. And the crowd will turn around and go, OK, we can understand because we've got a lot of games coming up, but at least we're in front in the game. If they're 2-0 down, Leicester, and he makes the same change... That's fine, because it's changing things up to try and get back into the game. It works both ways. Have you ever seen a team do this, by the way? No. Not not that off the top of my head, but that's what I don't understand. And also, and this is the main point really, and it's been picked up by many people, a lot of national press as well. What are Leicester playing for this year? Okay, Have they got a chance of going down? Obviously they have, but... If you're an independent supporter of a, another club, you'll turn around and go, Leicester are quite secure in the Premier League. Okay, So, what have they got to go for? They're in the, set, they're in the quarter-finals of the League Cup. Okay, They're playing against a Man City side that includes a number of young players at home. Why not play the first team from the start and go, bang, go for it? You said, when are you going to play the likes of Armati and Iniacho and that lot? Well, I'm sorry, but in the quarterfinals of the League Cup against the best side possibly in Europe right now, we're going to try and win the game. It's not. It's now your turn to have a, have a go. No, but they acquitted themselves very well. The entire team they played did, well. and You've they got did. No guarantee there that if Vardy and Mahrez were on from the start, that, that, that Leicester would have beaten them. Absolutely none whatsoever. But my point still stands. After 55 minutes, if you're in front, make the change. After 55 minutes, if you're behind, make the change. And it still applies. The crowd would go, I understand on both counts why you make the change. I just don't understand why you would play a reserve side against, in the quarterfinals of the League Cup, doesn't matter who against, in the quarterfinals of the League Cup, if you're playing against the League 2 side, maybe. But in the fifth round, in the fourth round, in the third round, you can understand it. Okay, because you want players to be given games, and then if they play well, they might get in the first team, this, that, and the other. But the quarterfinals, we're Leicester, we're not Man City. 
We're not Liverpool. We're not Arsenal. We're not teams who are not guaranteed, but more times than not, will be in the quarterfinals of a cup competition at least every season. They've done their job. Slomani's the top goal scorer in the competition. They've done their job. They've had their chance. Didn't they, even get in the squad. He didn't get in the squad. That speaks a lot. A lot, a lot of people are thinking that Slomani's already been sold and they're just gift wrapping him ready. Yeah, I can understand why they did it. I just think it's possibly the wrong decision. It should have been the other way round. But your point is very valid. When has it ever been that way round? Yeah, I'd, I appreciate the point that you're making. I just don't particularly agree with it. That's fine. That's fine. Everyone out there agrees with me, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure they do. Including all Christmas. of those managers that have employed this tactic. It's Christmas. Anyway, anyway we, did, we did well. Yeah, but, um, it was a shame. In the balance of on, on a penalty shootout, when you've got your two regular penalty takers both not finding the back of the oh, net. Oh, no. That's, that's it's, just it, isn't it? Also, I mean, obviously Vardy at the, scored the penalty and then missed in the shootout. You have to say, that's the end of any possibility of Riyad Mahrez ever taking a penalty again for Leicester by the way let how... Harry Maguire take it well it's very good and, and also Fuchs was the and best Ibora. but uh, for me I will say about Mahrez who has been very very good for the last what six to eight weeks or mm. so and not just very good one of the best players in the league really yeah but back to oh, PFA player of the year standard, yeah, yeah wasn't exactly um, when he came on he looked absolute razor sharp his, his footwork was so quick. In fact, possibly the quickest I've ever seen. It was really quick. Now, a lot of people are saying it's because he's playing for a move. When we've said before on here, who cares? If, he's fine, for if he move, wants to play well for us to get himself a move, fine. But he's better, better than him just stomping around having a bit of a mard. It's a shame that he missed the penalty. It was obviously a terrible penalty and you shouldn't be taking them now. Um, but he looked really good. And him, Gray, Vardy... It just shows you who are the first team regulars now. We'll, we'll and give also, United a game on Saturday. Well, this is the thing: if they play like they did against City, then they'll give them a game. Okay, they're a good side, United, but they'll give them a game. And we're not really going to preview it because it's the Christmas episode. We've got lots to cover. But yeah, they're playing United on Saturday. What an awful time to play! You know, seven forty-five. Bizarre, isn't it? Oh, it's terrible. You're not there, are you? Uh, I am. I'm going as a as a spectator. Oh, here we go. What? You've not commentated on a game in I don't know how long. Yes, true. So I'm going to let you have more airtime on the microphone. Thank you. Uh, and I'm going to a bit of a Christmas gathering in the daytime, and then I'm going to go to the game. So you're going to get absolutely slaughtered and then go to the football? No. Well, that's what 30,000 people are going to do. I'm not going to get slaughtered. It's going to be a mess. I'll be driving. That's worse. Why aren't you going to Until I get to the football. Until I get to near the football, and then I might have one before the game. You should leave the car and just get slaughtered. <sighs> I'll think about it. I have a feeling bad anyway. Why? Christmas due on Friday. Oh dear. It's a Leo Sayer as well. Oh no. Yeah, why? Yeah. Oh dear. <coughs> See a lot of coughing already from it. Anyway, we've got things to do. Yes, this we is have. the Christmas episode. It is. Right. Uh, we won't do the, the shirt yet. Oh. We'll play a game, we'll play a game, we'll play Keep a game. Alright, let's play, play a game. game. Right, one sec. What do I mean one sec? I'm just going to reach around and grab when, the. When uh, I walked into paper. for Fox Sake HQ to uh, start the recording of this, Pete said. I've done a game and I don't know the answers to it. I said, how on earth can you do a game? How can you make a game up and not ha- know the answers? I will now explain. Thank you. Okay. I have here a 1 to 11 of Leicester players. This is called Ho 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 the Holy... Hang on, one more. 
<laughs> trying to catch line one more time. Right. Uh, do you know what? It's taken me twice to write this down. <laughs> this is this is how I can't say it. I can't write it. Let alone say. You've it. just read out the scribbled one. Yeah. I'll try this one. Ho ho! Who the holy hell are you? I like it. Ho ho! Who the holy hell are you? Yeah. Okay. So basically, I've got a one to eleven here. Okay. In, in a four four two. Yeah. Of Leicester players. Okay. Okay. Now from this, what, what era? Sorry, right? sorry for interrupting. You're the sort of person where you open like a, a, a game, like a, a, a tabletop game, a, 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 a what do you call it? Game, board game, and how like, to play? You're yeah, exactly. I'm reading the instru- I'm reading the instructions, and you're asking me questions as I'm reading the instructions. Um, I work in a classroom for a thirty year sixes. Christ I'm, alive! I'm used to interruptions. Quite Christ- and, and you're saying you're not going to get hammered on on Saturday? No, because I want to be prepared for Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve is another day to get hammered. In fact, Christmas Eve night is... No, because I like being fresh for Christmas Day. Actually, normally, Christmas Day, I um, don't like to have a lot to drink on Christmas Day. Please drink responsibly out there this Christmas. What? I don't want them thinking that there's a message here. You've said it once, that's the last time we're going to say it. That's fine. Um, but no, normally on Christmas Eve, because Boxing Day is really busy... And normally I'm in first thing, this and the other, but because I'm not this year, so Christmas Day, get on it. Get merry. Anyway, this game. Back to Ho Ho, who the holy hell are you? Okay. Right, so I've got a 1 to 11 here of Leicester players. Play along at home. Now, what we need to decipher is did they play for Leicester or not? You've just said that's a 1 to 11 of Leicester players. Yes, but. Are they Leicester players? Oh. Ah. Now, this is the, now, I don't know. Here's the game. This is the thing. I don't know whether they're Leicester players or not. Okay. I've given my copy of uh, Fossils and Foxes to a colleague at work mm. who has wrote 11 names down. Mm. And we need to say whether they're Leicester players or not. Okay. You get, you, okay. I'm, I, I'm following, yeah. Okay. So you've had a bit of help putting this game together. Hence, you don't know the answers because somebody else has done it. Yes, because I want to play as okay. well. Got it, right. I'm okay. se- uh, Right, because I do a few quizzes, this and the other. I always you set them. You love a quiz. Well, that's the thing. I always, people think that. I always set them. I want to play one. I want to actually do the quiz. Right. Fair enough. Let's okay. do it. Okay, goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. We won't go all through all 11 now. We'll do throughout the, the course of the Goalkeeper and defence now, should we do? That's we'll, five. Okay. We'll do the goalkeeper. John Bunn. B-U- We've got double N here. No. Not a Leicester player. John Bunn. No. I'll give, let you give your answer before I try and explain mine. Okay, I am going to say, did a John Bunn play for Blackburn? I know who you're thinking of. Who? Mark Bunn. Ooh. Right, so we're going to go with no then. Well, I didn't know this was a joint effort. Of course, it's a joint effort. All right, yeah. Oh, okay, gonna... okay. No, I'll play. You play then. I'm right. going to say no, but what? I've just given you the reason that it's a no, and you've agreed with me. So you're also going to say no. So we might as well do this a joint effort now. How are we going to work out if this is real or not? It's not going to be joint. I... No, I've got, I've got it here. It's not going to be. It's not going to be a joint effort. You got it's... the answers on the other half. Oh yes. Okay. It's, it's all right. I'm going to go. You're going to say no. I'm going to go yes, just for I thought it was instantly the guy from Blackburn. Okay. Okay. I think it was Mark Bunn. Have you played at home? The answer is... Yes! He did play for Leicester. His debut was against Hartlepool in 2009. 
No, look at the name. John, John Bunn. Alright. One nil to you. And he made three appearances. And he was on loan from Blackburn. <laughs> Good work. There was well, a goalkeeper there called was Mark Bunn. There was a goalkeeper Bunn. called Bunn. Mark Bunn. There was a goalkeeper called Mark Bunn. Well, there as might well. have been, but that's not the right person. Anyway. Alright. On to player number I'm two. Got it with that. Yeah. Um, it's a defender called Anthony Spearing. No. Anthony Spearing. Jay Spearing played. Yeah, Jay Spearing played. So I'm going to go for no. I'm saying no. Right, hang on. So one for me. Not now me. then, now then. Mark Bunn. On loan from Blackburn at Leicester, three appearances. Your mate's done as a dodgy quiz here. I'll kill him. I've just searched Mark Bunn in uh, in the Google, and on loan from Blackburn, he made three appearances for Leicester, which is what your fella's written down there. Stop the quiz. Yes. Stop the, stop the quiz. I knew I was right. Right, we'll come back to... Where's my fossils and pots over there? Right. I'm going, I'm going Anthony for no. Spearing, no. No. The answer is... Do you want me to Google it instead? Yes, he did. He played in 1988. Oh, my goodness me. Crikey, he was signed for £100,000. A lot of money there. That is a lot of money. And he played 71 times. Okay. Right, so we didn't get anything there. We're not very good at this, are we? The next name, a defender, David Pryor. We had a Spencer Pryor. We did have a Spencer Pryor. Do you know why he left Leicester? No. Because he kept getting mistaken for Matt Elliott. No, there was there was a, a, a apparently a certain player did a certain thing with a certain person that he was with. Brilliant. So one of them cracked on with his wife. Yes, good. That was the rumor. Steve Walsh. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> How did I even guess that? I, that, I can't say. Okay. That, it might have been. It might. All right. Have, that's all that was said on the terraces at the time. Okay. And I know nothing more. That was the song that was sang to him <laughs> when he came back at Derby. Because he, he left really sudden. Yeah. And he went for no money, really, to Derby. And that was the song that was sung. So that's all I'm basing it on. And there we go. So if anyone knows anyone to do with any of that, that's all I know. It was okay. at the time. I'm going back to about 1998 here. So like, I don't, I don't know, actually. I don't know whether I... But well, whatever. Anyway. So I'm saying... No to David Pryor. Well, I'm saying no to David Pryor. Go on then. <laughs> no, Spencer. <laughs> good, good. Go. So that was good. We've got that. We've got that bang on there. We're going to get that more. Is that right. the first time we've both got one right. Yeah. Except I got the first one right. The defender, Malcolm Manley. Malcolm Manley. Oh my God. Malcolm Manley. Go on, and you go first. I'm still reeling from I'm just, I'm just going to say no. Do you know what? I was going to say yes. Say yes then. Yeah, but you do realise that Fossils and Foxes book goes back to the 18-whatevers. Mm. Well, the 1884s. Can't go further back than that because they weren't a club. Well, I'll say yes. Boom. Malcolm Manley, yes. 1968. Uh, 109 appearances. Up the Malk. Up the Malk. Played in the 1969 Cup. Hmm? You're giving a tally of our scores it? Yes. I'm winning 2 0. Is this, is this based on the fact that the goalkeeper. The first one's up for grabs. I'm going to look in I the know, book. Well, I get a mark because I said David Pryor didn't play for us. No, but we both got it right. 
So no one got the point. Okay. And the final defender, Terry Gibson. Oh God, Terry Gibson. Now there's been a few. Hang on, there's been a few Gibsons. Hmm. There was a David Gibson. Definitely was. I know, I, know, I know a few Gibsons. I'm going to say no again. What's the name? David Gibson. Terry. Oh, Terry Gibson. No. It doesn't ring a bell, but I'm going to guess yes. It's another bold yes. The answer is no. Yes, go on, Terry. Terry. It says many others, Colin David George. But no Terry. But no Terry. Damn it. Right, so that's one to you. So that's the defenders and the goalkeeper, John Bunn, which is up for grabs because I'm going to have a look. Absolutely not, John Bunn. So we'll put that away for now. And uh, shall we do the draw? Go on. We'll do the draw, right? We've got a very exciting looking draw pack with all the valid entries on it. So. Hundreds. Yes. Well, in fact, that's what I was going to say. They were. Thanks for everyone for retweeting and for sharing on the Facebook. For those of you listening who don't know what we're on about, basically we've got a side. Uh, side. We've got a um, a blue home Leicester shirt, size large, with all the tags on and all that, and uh, we're giving it away as a prize. And essentially, we've got uh, well hundreds of entries. All you had to do was retweet, and you could do it as many times as you wanted. You know, there was plenty of opportunities too. Plenty of people did retweet, and I think the most, I think there's like one person entered like 30 times or something stupid. It's a ridiculous amount. Um, but thank you for spreading the word. Exactly. And we've got hundreds of people who have entered, so one person is going to win the shirt. So I've got, uh, I mean, it's quite hard, obviously, because we haven't got, we're not recording this in terms of video, but uh, these are all the entries here. And they're in a bag. So I'm going to reach down. I can't sustain a drum roll for this long. I'm going to pull this one out. Hang on. There's two. Hang on. Get rid of that one. I can tell you right now, it's a Twitter entry. If you entered on Twitter, you're still in. Exactly. And the name on here, it says, at the Benz LCFC. Uh, Jay. Congratulations. So, so Jay, well done Jay, uh, at the Benz LCFC, you have won the large Leicester City home shirt for this season. Merry Christmas. Thanks for entering. Exactly. Well done. Uh, we will be in touch via Twitter, basically send you a DM and uh, get your details and etc. And then we can get that too, because obviously postage now would be fine still, I'd imagine. Yeah, just about. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's in the area, we can always drop it round as well. Or just pop it round, just pop it round, just drop it round. You know, from it's not. We are in the location of the Leicestershire area for Fox Eight HQ. So exactly. So well done to Jay, and well done. Well, thanks for everyone for entering. Commiserations if you didn't win. Everyone was in, even entries from all around the world. So that if we we want to win, no, 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 there were plenty. There was plenty over in America, obviously as well. Uh, a lot of the people who listen over in America, hello to all you lot. Um, yeah, there were lo- lots of you entered, but. Uh, Jay has won, so well done, Jay. I don't know how many times he's entered. Might just be a lucky one. It might be the lucky one. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I wrote them all out. I went through them all, which took quite a while. Yeah, you didn't really think that we were going to get this much interest. Did no, you? I didn't. <laughs> but it took a while. But for me thank to you write for that. showing so much interest, and please do continue to to share and retweet our new episodes as and when they come out, because 
we would like to sit in a room and ramble just for our own personal benefit, but we actually like to think that we're entertaining one or two people along the way. Exactly. So if more and more people are listening, then the podcast grows bigger and bigger. Do you play a game? Yeah, go on then. Another game. Is it the same game, but the second part? Can you hear banging around? Santa on the roof of a Fox 8 HQ. It's coming from the chimney of a Fox 8. It actually is coming from the chimney. He's a bit early. A bit scared. Now. That is, that is, that is, that is. Should we play a game to take a mind off it? I think we should. Okay, we're going to play a game called Ghost of Crisp Must Past. <laughs> Get it, Crisp Walker. You've worked so hard on Walker's this festive Crisp. episode. Have you seen uh, my tweet today? No, I haven't. I've been at work. From my personal account. No, go on. Um, yesterday, there was uh, completely on Leicester related and football related in the darts. Uh, there was a guy called Kevin Munch who beats Munch, yeah, who beats um, two-time PDC World Champion Adrian Lewis. He's an unheralded German, and I uh, tweeted Walker's Crisps and says, "If you do not sponsor him, you're missing a right trick for this second round clash." Because obviously they own. Did they tweet back to you? Monster Munch. Did they send a tweet back to you? No. That's a shame. But like, you should they should do. marketing. Well, imagine if, if, if Monster Munch sponsored and said, look, here's 20 grand. Can you wear your shirt as a purple crisp packet design? And it, it, it were playing in like three days so they can get it to him. We'll pay you 10. Imagine the publicity. Walkers, if you're listening. Yeah. yeah but what a great, I mean, if you're sitting, if, if they must have sat there and gone, what a great time. How his nickname is not Monster anyway. It should be. He might not travel to Germany that way. Mm, don't really humour doesn't translate that well to German does it no anyway um, so the latest game is Ghost of Christmas Past mm-hmm. now what we're going to do is basically you just like the old uh, Charles Dickens there, you can go back to a moment in history okay. but you can either do or say something okay yep. so you can go back to a moment in history with Leicester mm-hmm. and you can say or do something and what would it be and again, play along at home. So if you could do that, what would it be? Do I have to pick one? Well, no, we'll go back for a few. All right. And let me... Just, I've, got, I've, got, I've got one. You I'll, start, I'll start. I just need to find where I wrote it down. Okay, I'd go back to the early 2000s, mm. and I'd have a word with Callum Davidson. Why? I'd say, don't play cards with uh, Dennis Wise. Okay. Don't play, don't play cards with him. If he offers it, play, you know, a pre-season tour, you know, play a game of cards. Yeah, come on, lads, we're in La Manga. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, was it in La Manga? I think so, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah, oh. I think so. But yeah, if you want to play cards, just don't, don't play. And then go. It'll be in, in like, it, I think it's a dream. And then when Dennis Dwyer says to him, oh, should we play a game of cards? He'll go, oh he'll, my God, I remember reach that. back to a dream that he had. Exactly. When me going, that's, that's an interesting one. Mine, mine are mainly football related. That is football related. All football related. Um, I would. My first one is when we had that desperate draw away at Stoke to get relegated into League One. I would go and slap Ian Holloway around the face and beg him not to play Harry Worley in defensive midfield because we might not have got relegated there. That's true, I mean, and they probably still would have. But they got promoted, didn't they? Mm. So they went up. Stoke went up. It was nil-nil, and Gareth McCauley hit the post, was at the bar, in like injury time. Yeah, but you can't blame him. No, but he. Hit the, if that went in, we would have stayed up, mm. and we wouldn't have gone down to League One. We w- we would have still had the record of being one of about what twelve clubs, eleven clubs, maybe less than that, 
to have not played in the third division yeah. of league football, to However, have only played in the top two. Can I say, though, you know you shouldn't really meddle with history and all that and meddle with the past, not that anybody can, but going down to League One, I think, was actually <laughs> Hang good. on, wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> no, 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 but... Uh, you what shouldn't. I'm, what I'm... Not that anyone can, like... So, yeah, out there, if you are building a homemade time machine, just don't. Just think about what Rob said. Let's yes, but you know what I mean? Going down to League One was actually, in the grand scheme of this club's history, a good thing. That is true, but the butterfly effect does not count. Oh, okay. You know so the whole. It's literally that one moment. You right. stand on the butterfly. So you we, change the course of history. We still have won the Premier League under Claudio Ranieri if we hadn't gone down to League One. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So everything that would have happened afterwards, apart from winning the League One title, would have stayed the same. Yes. Got it. Okay, that's fine. In which um, case, Ian Holloway, don't play Harry Worley at defensive mid. Exactly. I mean, you could go back and tell Jan Cormagant to not dinky chip it down the middle. Yes, you could. Yeah, put your laces through it. But, obviously, like you said, then, then history wouldn't have happened now it was and all that. Doesn't matter. It's still the case. Yeah, you could tell Anthony Knockart to actually bury that penalty against Watford and then for the rest of his teammates not to concede a ridiculous counter-attack. I am going to say something, though, that and about the whole history thing. I'm going back to May the 25th, 1992. Okay. <laughs> Go on. Wembley Stadium. Leicester versus Blackburn, nil nil. And there's a dive. In the nineties? Yes. Are you kidding me? And Newell scores the penalty for Blackburn to send them through to the Premier League, winning one nil. I think it was Mr Speedy who dived. Mm-hmm. And uh the course of football changed really, because obviously Blackburn went up, signed the likes of Shearer. And then won the league. Won the league, yeah. It, it, it's, it's remarkable because obviously, you know, the, the games are won on a knife edge and this and the other, but the whole story about Blackburn winning the league, you do go back to that penalty. They, they only just got promoted. Mm. Now, they probably would have got promoted the year after, but you don't know. I would have gone up to the ref and said, look, just keep an eye out. That's what ref, I would have done. He's going to throw himself on the floor. And my, my, I've got one more. Oh, good. Have you got one more? I've got a ghost, ghost of crisp in his past, yes. One more. Yeah. All right, I've got one more. I would go in the dressing room at halftime of the 2001 FA Cup quarterfinal against Wickham. Oh, God. With a, How have I not done that Yeah, one? with a with a blunt instrument oh. and clobber every single lesser player around the face with it because that was pretty much the demise of our club for a good 10 years, that defeat. Or I'd accidentally stamp on Roy Essendon's lower leg. See, I don't blame him. Well, um, no, I don't blame him, but it still would have helped. I mean, it's, it's it's one of the stories of football, isn't it? How they signed him off Teletext, which they didn't. But um, it's it's absolutely true. That one defeat, the club was on a knife edge, and a lot of the players who were around at the time said, look, it was all going a bit wrong. It would have gone wrong anyway. But it was we started- talk about butterfly effects and knock-on effects. There were several hundred after that defeat well basically the never club, recovered, the, well we? the club went bang yeah. that defeat we were flying high in the league at the time we, I think, ju- we just had a new stadium being built wasn't it yeah yeah because well, we didn't move into what 02 03 the stadium was being built everything was I'm in gonna the get right the book. place I'm going to get the book okay I'm going to get the book that is a big hefty book it's a book right hang on uh, I want to get this from the Fox 8 library I want to say that we were um I think we were fourth. Do you know how to navigate this book? Yeah. 2001 it was. Ooh, right, bear with me. Here we go. It was on March the 10th, 
Um, home to Wickham, obviously 2-1. Roy Essendon, Muzzy as it scored for Leicester. Now, March the 10th, in that league season... Oh, God, I'm right. Here we go. Of course you're right. You're always... On the 3rd of March, we beat um, Liverpool at home. Akinbay and is it scored. And we were 4th in the Premier League. 4th. Akinbay scored. Yeah. Oh. But we were 4th in the Premier League. In March? March the 3rd. Oh, my goodness. Right? So we basically lost the... We were in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup and 4th in the league. We lose to... Wickham, in the style of how you said that header, I think Simon Royce was in goal. I want to say Simon Royce. Uh, he was in goal, and basically the club went downhill from then on quite dramatically as well. Um, essentially, we lost against one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eight on the bounce. After that game, wow, we lost eight on the bounce in the Premier League until we beat. A certain Tottenham 4-2. Um, and uh, we beat them, yeah, at home 4-2. We were down in 13th place. That is, what, that eight defeats on the spin, nine places dropped. Exactly. Fourth in the league, quarterfinals of the cup, S&O scores, we lose the cup match, quarterfinal, we would have played a semi-final at home to Liverpool, who we've just beat 2-0 at Villa Park. We would have beat them at Villa, well, we would have played them at Villa Park. What a day out. We lose the next eight... And then next season, we start with a 5-0 home defeat to Bolton mm. and get relegated. Mm. So essentially, you are correct. That one game basically ruined the football club for the next so-and-so years. Because then well, it we ruined got... the football club until Nigel Pearson took over, it, essentially. It did, because we got relegated, and then we got relegated to, obviously, League One. Um, yeah. Yes, we did pop back up for a brief foray into the Premier League again under... Mickey Adams or Rob Kelly, one of those. Mickey Adams. Yeah. But we were never really the same, were we? No, not at all. But that one, uh, they reckon that the team was on the edge anyway. I mean, I think the goal, the defence was really good at the time. People like, um, I think Tim Flowers got uh, Player of the Month, which never really happens at Leicester, but uh, he got Player of the Month. Here we go, right. John Bunn. Doesn't exist. <laughs> his middle name's John. Ah, oh, there we go. So his name's Mark John Bunn. Fantastic. That means I get the point and you don't. That's that's right. Yeah, you get the point. So does that make it two two one to me? Um, if it's currently two one to you, and you lose a mark and I gain a mark. Yes, yes, we, yes, yes. Here yes, we yes. go. Here we go. Okay, my final ghost of Christmas past. Yes, I'm going back to April the twentieth. When? 1963. Oh my goodness me. Right, now if you just want about, right, sit sit back and uh, pour yourself a, uh, a hot chocolate uh, or something stronger. Now, essentially, we were top of the league, okay? We were the Ice Kings. We played games in that season that other teams didn't because there was a huge fr- uh, cold spell between I think like end of December and basically April, up to April. Uh, and Leicester played... And they did well. They, they were winning games. In fact, they got to the top of the table. Hence the reason they were called the Ice Kings. Um, but we'd just beaten Manchester United at home. okay, And then we played Wolves at home. okay. We drew with Wolves 1-1. I'd go back to that game and tell them in the dressing room that if you need to win today. And if you do win, there's a 
tremendous chance that you will actually go on and win the league. Mm. Okay. We're also, 1963, as many people, if I said to you a Leicester fan, 1963, the first thing you think of is FA Cup, FA, final. FA Cup final. Exactly. We played Man United in that FA Cup final when we were favourites, okay, because they were further down the league. We just beat them. Um, when we drew against Wolves, we slipped second and we didn't win in the league for the next uh, the last four games. And Sur- we finished fourth. Thus surrendering the league title. We didn't win the league and then we lost to Man United in the FA Cup final. Now what I'm saying is that if we went and won the league, we would have then beat them. So we would have won the double. If we'd have beaten Wolves, we could have done the double. Yes. And as it stands, it took us until a couple of years ago to win the Premier League, and we've still never won the FA Cup. Yes. Yeah, I can understand why you picked that one. One game, in my opinion, completely ruined the chance of Leicester winning the double, and then it took another, well, basically 53 years for them to win one of those trophies. Wow. <laughs> there you go. I like that game. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Shall we carry on our um, Did They Play for Lest? Shall we? Right, so you're winning 2-1, which I'm completely, completely unhappy Come about. on. You do realise I'm going to ask my mate at work whether he actually meant to do that or it was an accident. Either way, I still get the point. To be honest, the way he's put David Pryor, I think he did it on purpose. You reckon? Yeah. Just to throw it Oh, it's done well so far. It's Questioning good... Pete Selby's encyclopedic knowledge, and he's ringing a bell somewhere going, I'm sure there was a one. Yeah, yeah. you know Mark Bunn's middle name's John. You knew that, didn't you? Anyway, on to the game. Right, yeah. midfield now. Yeah. David Bell. Yes. Why are you so confident? Because I remember him. Oh, right. Did he play then? I have no idea who David <laughs> Bell is. I have no idea who David Bell is. Say no then. Well, I'm going to say yes because you're so confident. <laughs> see, this is how you play quizzes, is it? You know? I should have done that with a bit more of a poker face. I'm I? Yeah, I'm definitely saying yes then. I am almost certain that we signed him from Luton or he went to Luton after. Something to do with Luton. Right. In around about... Pre 2010. Yeah, that's kind of my lost years, really. Mm. Yeah. yeah so, it, it, it 2006. Was in that, it was in that mire. Six to ten are yeah, bad years for me. Pretty sure yeah, it was around know. that time. Right, the answer is yes. Um, we It was a loan signing in 2008 uh, from Ian Holloway. He was a winger and made six appearances. I'm going to just check the Luton link just to. Uh, Will you check the Luton link? I will give you the next midfielder. And the next midfielder is... I mean, this is great because all the names are so default. It's unbelievable. Mm. Francis Kennedy. <laughs> Francis. You thought it was going to be people like Neil Lennon. Or, no, well, that's not or, a game, is it? On Luton. loan from Luton. Oh, for God's sake. Come on. Yeah, but you don't know, with that. Did you know about 1963? No. No. Uh, Francis Kennedy, I'm going to say no. Francis Kennedy. Do you know what? I was going to say no as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it just doesn't sound... It could be. I, I mean, mean how do you day. sound like a footballer? Exactly. But... And also, how many players have played for Leicester who we don't know? Yeah. There are literally thousands. Um... Okay, you, I'm going to go yes. You're going to take a punt, aren't you? Hey, I'm going to go yes. Come you, on then. You're going no, right? Yeah. The answer is. Hopefully, you're playing along. The answer is no, and the reason is just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I even just him. changed the first name. I love that. I'm gonna I love kill him. that. I'm gonna kill him. That's excellent. You should have stuck with your gut. That's three one to me. <laughs> Time's running out here, selves. Pop my, oh, pop my mark on, yes, please. Yes, yes, yes. The next one is an absolute killer. Go on. Fred Worthington. Oh come on. <laughs> he doesn't know anything about Leicester, this fella, does he? Who does he support? I think it's Watford. No, it's Watford. Oh. Yeah, he doesn't know anything about football then. Um, he's, he, yeah, he's pretty good actually. Mind you, I wouldn't recognise any of Watford's famous old players. Yeah, but if he's got fossils and foxes, he might have seen the big Frankie Worthington bit. Worthington's a popular name as well, so it could be. Yeah, did Frank Worthington's second cousin Fred play for Leicester? Oh dear. Mm. What be like? Um, what, who was the guy at uh, Southampton? Ali Ali Dai. Ali Dai. Yeah. Who was um, thingy George Ware's cousin? Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and he he, he bought it was he, he was subbed on to the field. Graham Souness was manager, and he subbed him on because he was at the club. Uh, they signed him on the say so of oh, his George Ware's cousin in the nineties, and he came on as sub after like sixty minutes. And then they subbed him about 20 minutes later, realising that he actually can't play football. An actual donkey. <laughs> Fair play to him. He must have got a little bit of a wedge of cash out of that. Anyway, Fred Worthington. No, surely it not. It can't be, can it? It can't be another Worthington. I mean, they could, but... We're going in. What are you going? I'm saying no. Well, I've got to go yes, because I've got to catch up. I'm going to go yes. Why, how, many, how many questions are there left? Well, I'm in the four... Uh, well, we know that one anyway. I'm on um, the third midfielder. There's still time, but I, you know, I'll right. gamble, aren't you? You're gambling on Fred so Worthington. You... Right, Fred Worthington. Get in there! Really? It says, yes, debut 1951 versus Leeds, 51. Oh my goodness. 55 me. appearances, 9 goals. Up the Fred. Up the Fred. Get in, Fred. That's got you right back in this quiz. Right. Put me on there. 3-2. And the final midfielder is Jan Cormagant. Well, one, he wasn't a midfielder. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. He's done that. He, two, he we've brought him up in the Ghost of Christmas Past. He must be taking the meat. Probably. Well, it's a yes from me. Yes. He's put yes. <laughs> I thought yes. he was going to put no, he was a striker. Right, we'll leave that. We'll leave the strikers... For um, for later. All right. Why? What's happening now? Uh, I don't know. We've got anything else to do? No. I've still got. I've, I've still got some uh, ghosts of Christmas past. Oh, go on then. Let's get a few more. Then. Christmas past. Um, Yang Corman got the penalty. Um, I've just got Peter Taylor. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. Just full stop. So go back and say to whoever's in charge, Kinch. Is it? Pe- Barry Pierpoint. Is it Barry Pierpoint? I don't know. I think it was Barry. Do you remember all that Pierpoint out stuff? Yeah. Because you're only like, you're like 10 years old, so. Vaguely. Pierpoint out. I've still got my poster somewhere. <laughs> yeah? Pierpoint out. Isn't that in the Fox HQ archive? It should be. There should be a Pierpoint out. Sure. Any archive needs it. Um, I've got, when Claudio signs, send crafty tweet out saying, what a great signing, and then go to the bookies. Okay. Yeah, because you know when everyone, uh, you know when Lineker tweeted, yeah. like Claudio, really? Question mark. Yeah. If you sent a, a tweet out on the day saying, "This is an amazing, pl- amazing manager. Um, I think we can go really, really far," then you could basically live on that tweet. Go, look, I knew. And then you go to the bookies, and you could not work again. Mm. Um, Sixty-three mentioned that. Blackburn mentioned that. 
Um, I've gone, also, my final one, May the 27th, name the year. No idea. Well, what, what takes place in May? The FA Cup final. Correct. And what else? Don't know. May oh, the, the 27th. Playoffs, playoffs yeah. exactly. So which year? Um... Or which game? It can't obviously be Blackburn because we mentioned it. We've done Kermigan against Cardiff. Yes. We've done Knockout against Watford. Yes. Crocky O'Reilly. Right, I've got 1996. Oh, uh, okay. Because okay, obviously the Derby final, I would just be there watching, going, oh, isn't this great? Again, because I was there anyway. But I've gone for May the 27th, 1996, and I've put, uh, I'll tell Martin O'Neill just to definitely put Zelko Cash on at the end. <laughs> just in case, just in case. Just in case he wasn't sure. Well, in, yeah, but also, um, I've also put, just in case, um, there was a Palace fan who had a ghost of Christmas past, mm-hmm. or whatever the equivalent with Eagles is. Um, um, and went back and told Martin O'Neill not to put him on. Exactly. So I'm calling his bluff. I'm going back Double to the, bluffing it. Yeah, I'm going back Love to the it. morning, over breakfast, yeah. telling him, because he would have been thinking about it. Mm. He had a floated the idea around with um, <clears throat> Robinson and Walford. They'd have said, you're mad. And yeah, I said, look, do it. Just definitely do it. And then put, put the also, spider in the net. Also, say that later on there might be a Palace fan turn up going with the eagle wings, saying, "Don't put Zoko Kalach on." Trust me, Gaff. Trust me, Martin. Exactly. So that's that's my final ghost of Christmas. I, I enjoyed that. It's good, mate. Mm. Right, so she's going to win this quiz. How many right. strikers have we got? Three, two, four, four, two. Oof. So only two more points up for grabs, and I'm winning three, two. Damn it! Oh yeah. Right, the final two. Yes. Oh, for God's sake. Pat Gavin. Pat Gavin. I never trust a man that's got two first names. That's a very good point. Also, Pat Gavin. Uh, well, go on, you, your guess. He first. can't be a footballer. Sure, uh, surely he's just thought Pat Nevin and changed it to Pat Gavin. I'm trying to think of famous Gavins, but I don't want to give anything away. That's not going to help you. No. Pat Gavin. Nah. No. No. Well, I was going to say yes, but I'm going for like an 1899 midfield. Well, what was it? Centre forward. Well, yeah, but he's got, he had Kermigan down on the list as a midfielder, your mate, so point. anything can happen here. Very good point. Okay, so you're going um, no, and I'm going yes. Christ, this, I need to win this, right? This to level Are it you up ready? So, Are you ready? Or this to win it for me. Pat Gavin. Yes, get in there. Pat Gavin played for Leicester. Pat Gavin played in 1990. Wow. What? And he made one appearance, two as a son. Oh. <laughs> Leicester legend, Pat yes, Gavin. It, yeah, but I don't, I don't remember. If he, I mean, obviously, he, he was obviously a young player then because he, he, never, he didn't make anything of his career. I can't remember a Pat Gavin. No. Do you know what this means, though? 3-3 three, three going into the last one. 3-3 three, three going into the final one. Now, mm. we should make a deal. Who... That we should go. For, well, we're gonna we're gonna go for a different one, right? The name of the final person, striker Jimmy Goodfellow. Great name, Jimmy Goodfellow. Better than Pat Gavin. Do you want to go first on this, or shall I? I don't mind. 
Do we have to pick a different one? What if we're what? both absolutely certain that we've got our answer right and it's the same? Can we call it a draw? Got him. I'm going to say no. That's your final answer. It's the word you said. You said no. I've said no. I'm definitely saying yes. Have you heard of him? Jimmy Goodfellow. I want to say he's a striker. Well, he's obviously a striker. He's on the list as a striker. Was when he striking in the 60s? Or like mid late 60s, early 70s, something like that. In the 60s, there was a strike. There was a striker called Jimmy Goodfellow. You've got a good poker face. There's definitely a striker called Jimmy Goodfellow. So you've definitely won this quiz then. Well, that's what I reckon. Do the big reveal. You're not. You're, you reckon it's wrong, isn't it? I'm. I'm less sure now, having listened to your reasoning. Doesn't that, doesn't that ring a bell, John, Jimmy Goodfellow? No. The answer is. Get in there. Yes. Of course he is. Jimmy Goodfellow, debut 63, played in the mid-60s. Oh, God, it's all over this. Mid-60s as a striker, scored 36 goals in 121 appearances. Get in there. Decent. Boom. So I've just thrown away a 3-1 lead. Do you want to borrow the old uh, Fox and Foxes? You can, mm, uh, I'm not sure. Fossils and Foxes. Not sure I'll get it in the car. Jimmy Goodfellow. Hmm. Well, now I've heard of him. Well, yeah, I, I, the older listeners would know Jimmy Goodfellow's. Yeah, like yourself. I, I mean, end of the day, I, I, you show me a picture, I'll have no idea who it was. No, not a clue. Name's in the book. Yeah, Jimmy. Right, that's the. Uh, what was that? The. Um, did they play for Leicester? No, ho, ho, who, who the hell are you? Holy hell are you. Ho, ho, who the holy hell are you? Yes, and we've had the ghost of Christmas past. Excellent, well, there we go. That is the Christmas episode. Hopefully, you've enjoyed that. Uh, there was a lot of nonsense. I'm thinking a good solid even, 90%. Even more than there normally is. Normal level of nonsense yeah. was exceeded massively. Um, right, well, there we go. If you've enjoyed the podcast, and something we don't say often, but if you did enjoy the podcast, then please tell a friend, tell them where to get it from, SoundCloud and obviously on iTunes as well, uh, Twitter at FFSPod, and also on Facebook. Thanks to all the listeners throughout the year. We'll probably have one maybe before the new year. Maybe not, to I be doubt honest. it, because I'm going on holiday. Oh, OK. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going skiing, so unless... Uh, there we go. Now we, everyone knows out there, then, that we don't obviously plan this, because... Uh, yeah, we don't really talk to each other, apart I'd, from when there's a microphone. No, I had no idea. Yeah. Where are you going? Uh, Bulgaria. Oh, yes. Mm. Uh, Mr March? No. He lives in the sunny part. The non-snowy part. Well, the non-ski part, anyway. Right. Go to Bansko for a week. She's going to Bulgaria, not Seattle. <laughs> well, I might, might say hello. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Well, OK, then if we're not doing do one for uh, before the new year... I mean, you never know, I might find someone to do a podcast with, you never know. Oh, but, don't, uh, re- don't replace me. No. Um, anyone out there wants to do a podcast, just get in touch you now. <laughs> Quite literally anyone. Well, have a very Merry Christmas, everyone, all the listeners, and a Happy New Year, and... From me, really, it's a thanks for listening. And um, make sure you stay in contact, obviously, via Twitter and Facebook throughout the festive period and all that sort of gizmo. Um, have a good time. And um, also, I mean, I, I did tweet out, if it does snow again, which it doesn't look like it's going to, then uh, if you do make a snowman, then uh, send a picture through on Twitter. Because we had a few. A f- uh, Leicester-based snowman. Oh, yeah, you got to have a Leicester scarf on or yeah. something along them lines. Or a Leicester hat or something. Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't have a chance to make one, so... I was too, well, I was too busy rescuing people on the M25, pulling them out of ditches. But I don't want to talk about it. A bit like my charity work. Don't, I, don't, I don't like to talk so about like it. To blow me I, don't like, I don't like to talk about it. You know, it's just uh, something you do off your own back. It's just fine. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> and we will speak to you again in 2018. We will do. Well done, Jay, for winning the shirt. <laughs>